and I'll cut you like a fish, understand? Take a little walk to the edge of town and go across the track Where the viaduct looms like a bird of doom as a ship and crack Krista? Hello, Erica. Chris, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What are you doing? What What are you wearing? What's your favorite scary movie? Ah. Oh, I see what you did there. I see where you're going. <laughs> are you making popcorn or chicken nuggets? Oh, well, chicken nuggets are already in the, in the tummy, so popcorn has to happen. Yes. <laughs> Along with the Oreos and the Hershey's nuggets we have here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, welcome back to Horror Movies and Chill. I'm Erica. And I'm Krista. And we have a really amazing episode for you guys tonight. If you haven't already guessed, we are going to be reviewing Scream from 1996, but we're also going to be pairing it off with Scream 4 from 2011. Oh, yeah, we did. It's I know it's a little bit of a weird order because we're going from like one to four instead of like one, two, three, four. But, but there is reasons to our madness. Yes. <laughs> We're not just crazy for the We're hell of it. Crazy. There's there's a good there's good theories behind yeah. it. One of them is because these are our two out of the franchise, but I feel like paired off, these two go better together. They totally do. I feel like a lot of people put two and three together, mm-hmm. um, and those do kind of mesh one into another a little more seamlessly, where this one, um, I feel like one is its like own just strong movie, and to me, four is two. Exactly. Not everyone will agree with that, unfortunately. And that's fine. Some people don't like four. What we love four. We love four. Number one and number four made our top ten horror movies. Yes. So that says a lot. <laughs> They're both brilliant. They're both still original. They are progressive. And I cannot wait to dive into this fucking episode. I know. They're so I know. They're <laughs> such badass movies. Like I remember seeing this in theaters back in 2000. Wait, I didn't see 1996 in theaters. I lied. Mm -hmm. But I did see 2011 theaters and just being so stoked and just being like, fuck yes. Another (laughs) Wes Craven screen movie. Let's do it. And then I already had seen like um, Emma Roberts on the cover or on like one of the posters. And I love her. So I was just Mm -hmm. so stoked. And, you know, I think something that makes these movies our favorites is we really... When you first watch the first Scream and you first watch Scream 4, you really don't know who the killer is. You don't. You don't. And I I mean, they're all kind of like that. But I feel like for number two and three, you can start kind of narrowing it down or I don't know. I feel like that I had a better grasp on who I who might be. But right back in the day with Scream, the first Scream, I had no idea. I really did it. And same with Scream 4. When I left the theater, I was just like, fuck yes it was so epic i want to go see it again let's do it again (laughs) i remember because i did see the first one in theaters i was actually super shocked because i was still on the younger side back in this time but i got to see it yes 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 um but i remember watching it and i remember them going so hard at billy loomis being the killer and I was like, no, it's not him because it's so obvious. They're making it so obvious. He was cleared. It's not Billy. Plus, it's kind of like, of course it would be the bad guy. Yeah. You know, the rugged, handsome, take my they life They trick man. you. They, they really do. trick you in this movie. And then you're like rooting for him. Like, no, it's not Billy. And then 
I mean, it is, but they really throw you off with having stew. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think I wrote this down as one of my facts. They really surprise the audience when they almost don't even give a motive at first. You're like, oh. Like, they're just crazy. They're crazy. I mean, and ultimately. Which is stew. They stew, don't give him a motive. Stew doesn't really have a motive. He just knows he's in big trouble with his mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Fun fact on that one later. <laughs> yes, we have lots of fun facts. But oh, this that's, this one's all fun facts. So let's give you um, basically the trailer that we all saw back in the day and the, really the first clip that just stole our spooky little hearts. Hello. Hello. Who is this? You tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> I don't think so. What's that noise? Popcorn. You making popcorn? Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Don't do some scary movie. Like scary movies. Uh huh. You never told me your name. Why do you want to know my name? I want to know who I'm looking at. Someone is playing a deadly game. It all began with a scream over 911. Someone who's seen one too many scary movies. Now he's taken his love of fear. Hello. Hello, Sydney. One step too far. Like scary movies. What's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act. Who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Yeah, we're insulted. We're insulted. But I don't have big boobs, so I'm not really insulted. <laughs> I mean, Rose McGowan does, and she's smuggling peas in this movie. <laughs> The infamous nipple shot. <laughs> she said, you know, she's gone on record. She says they're not, pros- it wasn't prosthetic. That's all her. And it was just really cold. Yeah. <laughs> also, it was all overnight shots. So it's fucking cold at night, guys. Yeah. And guess what? Nipples get hard. Bitches get cold. <laughs> Bitches get cold. I mean, give the girl a jacket. <laughs> Shit. Help her out. Jeez. <laughs> Honestly, you- I feel like. In the scenario, is Sydney right? I mean, would you have made it Erica? Do you think, would you have gone out the front door? Would you have gone up the stairs? Or what What do you think would have happened in your world? In my uh, horror lover <laughs> mind, I would like to think that I would make it. I would make it out of a horror film. In reality, I can't run. So... I might die, but my my thing is, I've always had one thing. If someone breaks into my house, if someone's trying to come at me, I always said that I would grab whatever the sharpest object is around me. I Smart. would sit in one corner where there's no windows behind me, no windows on the side of me, and I would wait for a bitch to come at me. I'm not moving. Jab him, jab him. Yeah, I'm not moving. My phone is always fully charged. That's smart. I'm not, yeah, and I, I'm not going anywhere that doesn't have reception either. So come at me, bro. Come at me. <laughs> come at me. She's going to kick punt yeah. you. <laughs> like, you're not going to kill me unless you have a gun and then you take a shot. I mean, in that case, you're just a little bitch. Yeah, a little bitch. <laughs> a little bitch. Why can't you fight me? I'm 4'11, but I will fucking take your ankles She will out. spider monkey you from that corner. <laughs> Coming at you, right? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like for me, um, same. I would like to think that I would make it, but I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I am done. You know what? Though? I will give myself credit in these um, 
flee or fight situations, sometimes mm-hmm. I do pull a smart move. So I might I might die, but I might have like pulled the rug underneath him and he right. fell or I did do something that made him trip. I got one like last job in, or uh, yeah, like I got that one good jab in or like I hid and I was doing really good for a while. And, and people pe- are rooting for yeah, you. Yeah. Pe- audience are like, yeah, she's she's still hidden down there. He hasn't found her yet. And then all she's of a sudden she's got it, she's I got sneeze it. and then he like Aww. turns around and I'm like, fuck, you're that person that goes <laughs> Like, no. no yeah like i was like i'm doing good it's gonna be something little that fucks it up and honestly at that point i feel like if i'm getting chased after i'm about to die like i'll probably just like take my, i'll take my own life well my thing is too like if all of my friends all of my family if everyone's dead like do i even want to be here anymore like yeah. so lonely and so sad and you're constantly reminded of everything i don't want to so be. so dramatic yeah it's so tragic and it's such a dramatic tragedy yeah. and do you want to be left with all that shit i mean I have fun dating shit like that's a lot of baggage that's a lot of baggage can you imagine the next person like so how was your last relationship why did it end i'm widowed oh. <laughs> because um, so you're married now girl killed my oh yeah <laughs> but i'm saying yeah. just in reality yeah yeah like how so how did your marriage end well my husband killed my mom and then killed all my friends and then tried to kill me but i got the I'm last shot it. in yeah <laughs> i did it you know and it's i'm about, seeking help you know 2019 is my year and I'm, I'm working on it you know yeah, and new year new me, me. so no more we, we won't talk about it anymore how, how about you how was your last how long was your last relationship like, I'm telling you, I don't, I mean, we don't know how these Tinder and Bumble dating things go, but. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't things. know, but I feel like. I've been out of the dating game for a Would long Would you just time. put it in your bio? Like, I do, I come with lots of baggage. <laughs> I have a fucked wear, like, up past. Just wear a shirt that says all your ex history. Dates, yeah. Like, information. Just so get it out there know. in the open, just so you don't have to do this. Because <laughs> you would constantly be having first dates, telling them this, and then. Yeah. They don't call you back in the another I'm one. I'm telling you, there needs to be shirts made for people that say what their baggage is. You wear that on your first date, and if you can handle that shirt, then you can handle the person. Exactly. Both sides. Men, women, women. Yeah, both. So you know exactly what you're getting every time. Yeah. And if you don't want to handle it, you just walk away. Walk away. Exactly. Done. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. Anyway, Happy New Year. <laughs> happy New Year. <laughs> we are literally... Ju- what's what's the date january 1st it's january 1st i almost said june 1st dang girl it's january yeah, jump, 1st i jumped the gun jumping ahead well january 1st happy new year happy new year um <laughs> we're not going on any dates or anything so no we're both sorry uh, to let you guys down who were who were the, the people who are willing to take that baggage of our past sorry <laughs> to let baggage, you know guys um <laughs> so i think that we'll get into some get into the scream yes so um like we said 1996. Yep, from Scream. 1996, directed by Wes Craven and written by Kevin Williamson. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie has a nice rating of 78% on Rotten Tomatoes. Erica, how do you feel about that rating? I think it needs to be higher. I agree. I say <laughs> I said nice rating, and then I realized it could be it's, nicer. It could be nicer. Yeah. I mean, to me, again, this made my, my number five. This is in my top five favorite films. This is the number five favorite film. Um, and it's funny because I watched this one and Scream 4 twice today. Yes. Along with watching it, like, throughout the weekend as well. I watched it with you today. Yeah, it's so good. Like, the thing is... I love these movies so much, and then I watch them again, and I go, "Fuck no!" I really. She love said that we were sitting movies. there watching Scream Four, and we we're both just silent. 
staring at the film. And keep in mind, she's just watched him over the past couple days. I just watched it again last night. Yeah. I saw your post. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're sitting there and we're both dead silent, jaws, like mouth open, like re-enthralled. I don't know if that's a word. Enthralled with the movie all over again. Like it's the first time and it's. Yeah. It's so magical that because it does it is that. it's still so original, too. And there's so many ideas that are like, fuck, that's so good. And I feel like both movies are still so relatable on so many levels. Yeah. But, like, for me, I feel like this is hardcore in the 90 percentile for me. I, I love, agree. I just love everything about this movie. I love the casting. I love... Obviously, I'm a huge lover of the director. I love me some Wes Yes, he's we love one of Wes. my yeah. He's one of my favorite horror directors. Rest in peace, Wes. Yes, rest in um, peace. But I just, I just love this franchise. It is definitely my one of my all time favorite franchises. And agreed, this I'm the movie, same. I can't believe it's already over 20 years old i know it's so like holy crazy shit. like fuck <laughs> sorry i'm just out. it's just it freaks me out like we're saying like the 90s still feels like 10 years ago like it, yeah it's just i hate that we're getting further away from these times yeah. uh, i love that some of it's coming back like and stars you know we're in 2019 now it's january 1st you know i feel like fashion trend wise a lot of the 90s is coming back which which is great Right. Like, I love that it's easy for me to go get some things from the store. It's easier to find now instead of, try, instead of having to thrift. Yeah. But then also on the flip side, it's sad that it's so far away for that 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 feel. Like I mm-hmm. also I grew up in the '90s and that just feels like home to me. And it's yeah. sad that it's far away. If that makes sense, like it's no, it a, totally makes sense. It's a childhood familiar feeling, and yeah. it's far away instead of being like, oh, that was just a couple of years ago. Yeah, you know, people are still doing this. People are still doing that. Now it's like only a select few are still in love with these movies, and mm-hmm. it's sad. Gosh, it, yeah, it, it freaks me out that it's over. It does. Years. I mean, people are like, oh, like ten years ago. I I literally still think it's. 90s and not 2000 well now nine 2009 is 10 years ago it's insane that's fucking weird and who cares about 2000s <laughs> i feel like 2000s i did love for like the beginning part some of it meshed into the 90s a little i don't remember I any of my say, 2000s I, I think i feel like for metal at least it did yeah I'm like my I, godsmack's Some my all-time music. favorite metal band this bitch knows it. I love my Godsmack. She loves her Godsmack. And they have good music early nine, early 2000s. So I feel yeah. like some of it, I, like I said, as far as the metal world goes, I, I don't know. There, no, some good mo- horror movies go into early 2000s. Yeah, there's some good ones. A little bit of the early 2000s meshes into the, late, the later 90s. And then I feel like after like... 2004, 2005, it stops. I think it just you know what I mean? super repetitive and very, um, I hate to say this word, but basic. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I mean, that's just how I feel. But there are some people out there that saved the genre for me. So we'll see where it goes. I'm hoping that horror is having a great comeback. I think it is. I think last year we had some great breakouts with horror films, especially from Jordan Peele with Get Out. I think It Follows was fantastic um there's a lot of good stuff and i'm i'm super excited to see where the horror genre can go but i mean nothing beats these nothing i know we love our 80s slashers but we also love you know our meta horror Mm -hmm. from the 90s and scream was the movie that really paved the way for it um for all you horror fans who don't know what meta horror is (laughs) i have the definition for y'all bitches (laughs) (laughs) I told him, like, I wrote that down just in case. Like, I know we know, but someone else might not know. She was yeah, like, that was which is called. fine. So meta horror movies are horror movies that acknowledge 
the events occurring are like a horror movie. Yes. So it's really simple. You know, in a lot of 80s movies, they don't acknowledge they're in a horror movie. They're just act- they're just going through the notions that they would if they're being attacked. And this one is they're getting being attacked, but they're also like, this is like a horror movie. Like, are you going to come get me? Exactly. So that's they're calling it out. Exactly. So mm-hmm. um, Scream is the one that basically in invented the genre right mm-hmm. it's the one that paved the way because many movies followed after this um oh, yeah. that tried to kind of take that same formula um along with the horror rules and the genre and create their mm-hmm. own pieces but nothing holds a flame holds a, a flame holds a candle holds a candle holds next to scream no not <laughs> at all. i mean Wes craven was a genius on so many levels with with his horror and i think that with him in the horror genre, he was just super original. I mean, but also it was Kevin Wilkins, Will, Will uh, Williamson. Williams is writing. Well, I almost said Wilkinson. <laughs> Damn, Steve Wilkinson from Trick or Treat. Sorry, you thinking? Maybe that probably the was principal. it. Um, but yeah, Kevin Williamson wrote this script. Um, didn't he write it in three days or something like that? Super quick. He wrote it super quick, and you know, a him with Wes mm-hmm. is brilliant because the script is what really made yeah. the meta happen and Wes brought it to life on on film oh my god he brings everything to life oh god i love it it's so good and then also um i have a little fun fact with the script um this script was also very inspired um by the real life series of student murders in gainesville florida back in 1990 and um that was perpetrated by the killer danny harold rowling who was later on dubbed the gainesville ripper yeah we we love some true crime. So when movies are based on true crime or loosely based on true crime or inspired by true crime, I am all the way in. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> makes it way more intriguing mm-hmm. um, just because someone's mindset was, ba- you know what, they went there where they wanted to base it off of something real. So this yeah. real occurrence happened and it triggered some sort of created creative juices for them to get into writing and got something flowing and it's it's very interesting to me oh yeah you know um so kudos it really worked in this case <laughs> good job good job kevin good job not kevin. not danny you're a horrible person but good job kevin yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh <laughs> it's like good good clarification on that one erica just yeah. say just wanted good, to say i'm not save. saying that danny was cool <laughs> yeah just good clarification that was a good save if you Fuck didn't that, that would be something we'd listen to later and be like yeah ooh. And then I'm in a wall. Wait, what? A room of a bunch of white walls with a... What are those things called? A uh, straight jacket. Thank you. I was going to say strap on. A strap on. <laughs> I almost said strap on. <laughs> I wish you did. She's in a padded room with a I'm strap a on. a padded room with a strap on. Imagine <laughs> the damage. <laughs> Lots of damage if there's no lube, Erica. <laughs> Dang. Uh, I met a strap on. You said it again. What is on your mind, girl? You know what? I'll let it go because we just watched Scream and uh, (laughs) uh, Ski Ultrich was in it. And I know it gets all these kind of thoughts going. So I'll let. I I, I understand. Uh, I'm going to sympathize with you. I guess I was in that room of padded white walls with a strap on named Billy Loomis. (laughs) (laughs) Can I borrow that after? (laughs) Yeah. I got disinfected. There you go. <laughs> Shit. New level friendship right there. Yeah, I, know. I 
Oh my god, I got so hot right now. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Damn. Oh my god. Oh. Anyway. You ain't friends unless you sweat. You share strap on. <laughs> of us laughing whoever's <laughs> listening is like these fucking weirdos i'm turning this off i'm sorry guys <laughs> skeet does something to a girl <laughs> no. i wonder if there could be instead of metal horror met, metal porn <laughs> like, you know it's a porn and you just go with it. You just go with it. Like, oh, are you gonna stab me with that, with that strap on, like they do in the porn? <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Oh my god! I, I guess that's technically torture porn. That's torture porn. Which I know Wes has been um, accused of all his movies being yeah. like. So you guys get over it because that's not torture. It's porn. not torture porn. <laughs> it's a meta porn. <laughs> meta porn. Get it right. Bent over. <laughs> <laughs> oh no damn okay we gotta keep going. Reel it back in we gotta reel it back in oh <laughs> shit my eyes are watering um so oh. one thing that i really love about horror movies and we've said this in past episodes <laughs> sorry i <laughs> <Our> strap on <laughs> so, they're strap on so i'm kidding um that we love nods they're like little easter eggs in these movies yes so, um, the first one that I found, and we, you know, there's a lot of them you can find on Fun Facts online, but I just really genuinely like to look for them, too. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I genuinely just like to, sorry, we're still, like, trying to catch our breath from that. Sorry. So, uh, we're coming in. We're back, guys. Sip. Um, so, we like to genuinely catch them, opposed to also, like, trying to look them up. And sometimes, yeah, you gotta look them up. You need the Snapple Cap fact to help you yes. out. But we like to look them up, and uh, one of the ones that we caught was... I think a lot of people caught is in the beginning sequence with um, Casey Becker, played by Drew Barrymore. Mm -hmm. She's carrying um, a stack of videotapes as she's on the phone with Ghostface. Um, And one of them happens to be John Carpenter's Halloween. And then there's a second one underneath it. We're not sure what it is. We tried to zoom in and everything. It's hard to tell. I think it's Halloween, too. Yeah, it's it's super hard to tell because the tape itself has like this red backing and then this white font. But it's not clear enough where we can fully read it. But, I mean, it would make sense that it is. It could be Halloween, too. I mean... Or it could be A Nightmare on Elm Street. It could be A Nightmare on Elm Street. It could be one of those. But we, it was just... It was bothering me. Because I'm like, God, we figured out one. What's the other? Zoom in. We paused it at so many angles. And we're like, fuck, we can't see it. Yeah. You know, I think it might be A Nightmare on Elm Street. Because Nightmare on Elm Street back then did have a red packing. Ooh. And it has a very big nightmare, and the rest of it's kind of small. On Elm Street. On Elm yes, Street. Yes, I think... Ooh, Do you if, think it could be that? If someone knows, will you please, please us. let us know? Our Instagram is at Horror Movies and Chill. Message us. Comment on something. DM, please. We want to know. If we you wanna know, know, we want to know. We just need the solidification. Someone help. Help us. Help, help. Give us some help. <laughs> <laughs> I also have a, a, a fun fact um, real quick about Drew Barrymore. Uh-huh. Um, so Drew Barrymore was actually originally supposed to be played uh, playing Sydney, And she later on told Wes that she'd rather not. She wanted to play Casey because if Drew Barrymore can get killed off in the first like 10 minutes of the film Mm -hmm. then all hell can break loose the audience doesn't even know what's about to hit them which is such a smart move it's a very smart move i i think and i think i was um watching a documentary on it too like they were all uh, originally disappointed at that decision that she had or that idea they're like Mm -hmm. no do you really want to kill her off and then they really saw how genius it was and 
it was a really good call. Good job, Drew. Good job. I mean, it does throw everyone off, especially because she was really on. She was with the main girl in the poster. Yep. So you have these movie posters with Drew Barrymore. And you're like, fuck, yeah, we're getting a Drew Barrymore movie. And she's gone in the first, what, five minutes? No, yeah, five, her, or, I think five her, to 12 minutes, somewhere in there. Yeah, I think her scene lasted about 12 minutes. 12 minutes, she's done. And it's just like, oh. You don't yeah. know what you really just don't know what to expect. I mean, mm-hmm. running off of the posters, you see the rest of the cast. You know you're going to get them, but you're like, "Fuck, what's going to happen now?" Yeah, they I killed mean, off Drew. Exactly. Like Drew Barrymore is fucking dead now. Yeah. Like, wait, what? What was going to happen? Yeah. And I mean, great executive call. Yep. Good job, Drew. Good job, Drew, and good job, Wes, for allowing that. Yes, thank you. <laughs> also, something else he allowed. A fun fact that I have is. Um, in the movie, um, Casey's on the phone with Ghostface. She claims that all the sequels to Nightmare on Elm Street sucked. <laughs> well, Wes Craven sold the rights to those sequels before this film was released. So before Scream came out um, and became a success. Um, and Wes disliked many of those sequels. So he didn't really give a shit that she said yeah. that. I think <laughs> I like, thought that was it. kind of funny. Like when I first heard it in the movie, I was like, ooh, that's his movies. I like that. And then finding out that fact kind of made it more understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, I so. also want to um, thank them for releasing this. Um, so this movie was actually released in December. Mm-hmm. It was released five days before Christmas because they knew that during a time where everything has been released of family friend- friendly fun, that those horror fans out there still want their horror love in their life. So they give you Scream. I love that. I love when a good horror movie comes out on a random time of yes. the year. Yes, it's fun in October. I love it. I love when I have a couple movies in October. This year was definitely the year for 2018. Hell yeah. With Halloween, mm-hmm. Goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> but like... <laughs> It's great because, you know, sometimes there's just not much horror stuff going on. And we know we're spooky girls. We have a lot of stuff we can do, especially being in Southern California. There's a lot to do here. So we figure out these fun activities. Um, I don't know. I feel like for both of us, too, we're kind of the we're kind of some of the ghouls that other people go to asking about these stuff. It happens to me all the time. Um, what's the next convention? Yeah, what's, what's in the, what's, what's this? That? Where was that? Tag, can you tag me in that? I want to yeah. go or even down. Can to we like, go? So, can we? Can I? Can I go yeah. with you sometime? And it's just really cool to be that. Yeah. But besides places to go, it's great when there's just a random movie that comes out in Christmas time or in March so around St. Patrick's Day. It's like thank you. I want a horror throughout the year. St. Patrick's Day. What? My birthday. <laughs> oh yeah, girl! I just heard that. I was like, Mwah. plug. I'm like, plug. I'm like, oh, leprechaun. That was a plug. You guys remember that? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, just slipping that in there. Just slip that in. She's like, I'll insert um my PO box if you want to send something. Just saying. yes, slip into my DMs. No pressure. <laughs> um. So yeah, I love that fact. That's awesome, and I like that they released it then. I wish I saw it, but I didn't. But I saw Scream Four. So yeah, it ca- it counts. Um. Um, so Drew Barrymore, um, she was supposed to be Sydney, obviously wasn't. Um, what I really thought was cool is that Drew Barrymore and um, Nev Campbell, who Nev Campbell was cast for Sydney Prescott, um, mm-hmm. they actually didn't meet the voice, which was um, Roger Jackson. Yes. Um, before or while shooting, because um, they wanted all the scenes when they're talking on the phone to the killer to be scary. They didn't want to associate a personality or a person with the name and not have it really have that same effect, which Absolutely. I think is fucking brilliant. It's brilliant. Creative genius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that would have scared me so much more, you know, just hearing someone I don't even know's voice and 
just he ah oh, his voice the that, ghost voice is just in maze balls of a of a, to me he's a horror icon along with others mm-hmm. costume the mask and that voice is just it's uh, it's, it's a little it's, memorable. it's a little sly it's a little rare weirdly sexy mm-hmm. it's enticing you want to kind of know what he has to say next you you don't you just don't want to hang up on it. it's not like it's annoying right. voice you want him to keep you at like, keep asking you questions and it has a nice flow of things that you're mm-hmm. just like he's just like no we're just don't hang up yeah. Until you get him mad, and then he's like, "If you oh hang up, you like a fish." Like, yeah. Oh my oh, god! Yeah, that escalated quickly, and that's what makes it even scarier because yeah. he just went from this like slow momentum. What What are you watching? Mm. What's your scary movie? What's your favorite scary what movie? are you doing? You have a pretty voice, and you're just yeah. like, "Oh, thanks." And All then right. he hits you with, "I want to know who I'm talking to." What? I I want to know who I'm looking at. Like, yeah. What? And then you're like, "Whoa!" He does it. Think really think about it. if that was you. I mean, I honestly would hang up on almost anybody, but that would probably be the voice that keeps me on. I, yeah. I mean, that or probably a female I would stand Maybe. up on for, but like any that's other, a little bit more safe. It's a little more safe, and I think as a female, I can kind of break down a woman's tone a little bit more where they're going right. with with a male. I don't necessarily know what they're getting at sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it really hard when guys are hitting on girls or <laughs> then they hit on you and you're like, are you just being nice or are you really trying yeah, to flirt and get my you. number? I don't, I can't tell. And I feel like that's kind of the case here. She's like, I'm not trying to be cocky and think he's hitting on me. I want to be nice and civil. I don't mean, I don't want to be rude. I don't want to hang up on him, but he is kind of being flirty. I kind of like this. Like right. Casey's kind of, doesn't know how to play it, but she's still hanging on, you know? I will say that one thing I've learned in 2000, well, in the last couple of years from my, one of my favorite podcasts, My Favorite Murder, from Karen in Georgia. I'm a murderino. Um, <laughs> one thing I've learned from them guys is fuck politeness. <laughs> You get a wrong feeling, bitch. You leave. You say no. You say fuck you, you and hang get up out. The phone. <laughs> you hang up the phone. Yep. Well, my thing is, I hate talking on the phone, so I'll never answer. So I don't get a movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do, sorry, well, guys. Clearly, <laughs> I don't answer the phone. Just text me. I'm not gonna answer. I don't like talking on the phone. I lose all focus. I have an attention span of like five seconds. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess kind of what you said, like how you don't get a movie. I mean, clearly, since I said I would be on the phone, it kind of goes back to my theory of I wouldn't make it in a horror movie. See what I'm saying? I would like to think I would, but I already fucking blew it. I hung out on the phone. You answered the damn phone and you talked to the nice man. Quotation mark. I, like, I, I'm just too, I'm too nice. Those, too nice, like, freaking those Girl Scouts selling their cookies outside the grocery store. Look at me four and five times. I'm too nice. Well, I mean, I was a Girl Scout, so I'll always buy Girl Scout cookies. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> so I don't, okay. I don't know the balance. Where do I be mean? Where do I cut someone off and keep going? Girl Scouts are okay. Guys on phones are not. Okay. Got it? Okay. <laughs> I'll write this down. <laughs> write it down. <laughs> well, since she still hung out on the phone, uh, I guess like an idiot, like I would have been like an idiot. <laughs> Her boyfriend gets killed. Aww, <laughs> I was going to say her boyfriend her. gets whacked off because I that's the term I want to use when he someone gets, gets killed off of a movie. But it also off. sounds <laughs> he got whacked off. Well, I mean, he did. Yeah, it, it works. But I also totally think works. of something else. He got whacked <laughs> off. Well, th- that guy who plays Steve. Um, what's his last name? Steve. Or I don't know. Um, Steve, <laughs> who plays Casey, Steve Orth. 
Uh-huh. Because it's Casey Becker, right? Yeah, Casey Becker. Okay, so um, that guy was actually, he went up for the role of Billy, and then he did not get it. Um, so in return, Wes gave him that that little role. Aww. Because Wes is a nice guy. <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> that's so, I know, that's really sweet. It's Just, nice. Because, I mean, he'd have to do that, and he did. So. He didn't. Usually in, in L.A., if you don't get it, you don't get it. That's Bye. Awesome. On to the next audition. Yep. That's how it is for anything in the movie business. <laughs> You're not the right one. The next one is. Oh, I mean, he gave him that role, which is still really nice, but it was really short-lived. <laughs> Very it true. It just strapped to a chair the whole time. But he did get a really badass death scene because yeah. that gutting situation is fantastic. Oof. Yeah. God, I love that. So good. Mm. He gets gutted and she gets gutted. Oh, she gets gutted the fuck. Oh, oh hold up. I know it's a little late, but spoiler alert. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, my bad. Our bad. <laughs> I mean, I feel like... Uh, yeah. Anyway, we'll just keep going. It's okay. Spoiler. Sorry, guys. Um, stop listening. So, um, then. keep keep listening and just... We'll spoil it. I'm sh- if you haven't seen Scream, I mean, go, I mean, go sorry, watch, go it. watch it. it. Go watch it. Please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> See my plead right there? Please. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Um, so... Casey's parents come home and they find out that um, shit's going wrong. Obviously, popcorn's mm-hmm. burning. House set on. I was about to set on fire. Windows are broken, and um, th- there's a scene. This is another nod because we love looking for these nods. Yes. Um, the father tells. <laughs> yes. Yes. The father tells the mother to go to the Mackenzies. Which you is an, guys know where the Mackenzies are. Because they also live on the same road as um, Lindsay and... Um, Tommy Wallace. Tommy Wallace in Halloween from 1978. Mm-hmm. Lori tells him to go to the Mackenzies. Go to the Mackenzies. So there's a nod. Mm-hmm. Nods off the bat. We already on like two or three nods over yes. here. The, this one, we should... You guys should take a shot every time we mention a nod. Oh, do it. The new drinking game. Drinking game. Drinking, drinking games. games. Everyone get drunk. Or eat a nug or something. Now it's shot. Whatever. Eat a chicken nugget shot. Eat a chicken nugget shot. Ew. <laughs> one or the other. One or the other. One or the other. So we just, we got to. Have a shot and chase it with a chicken nugget. <laughs> or just, yeah. Does that sound horrible? Because it does. But just try it and see what it feels like. <laughs> so, basically you're going to get drunk by the end of this episode, unless you have just a high drinking tolerance. We should definitely make a drinking game thing every time that we go, hush, 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 hush. Oh, gosh. We find a nod. Well, our um, February episode, they're going to get fucked up. Yeah. So, that, we'll do the game for today. Every time there's a nod, take a shot take or a take shot. a drink. So, um, there's already been three? Yeah. Three. Three shots in. Three, yeah. And if you're a lightweight like me, three sips or three swigs, whatever does it. And she's drunk already. (laughs) I am a lightweight. (laughs) Um, So um, on top of the fact that they're nods, I'm I'm not going to count this as a nod because they would would get real drunk right now. But there's about 15 horror movies mentioned in this movie. This doesn't count unless you want to take 15 shots. So they're as follows. The Bad Seed from 1956. The Halloween from 19... The Howling from 1981. Terror Train, 1980. Prom Night, 1980. The Town That Dreaded Sundown, 1976. A Nightmare on Elm Street. A Nightmare on Elm Street. (laughs) (laughs) 1984, <laughs> Evil, The Evil Dead, 1981, The Exorcist, 1973. Yes. <laughs> Your mother sucks cocks in hell. Oh, my God. <laughs> Friday the 13th, 1980, 
1978, Carrie, 1976, The Silence of the Lambs, 1991. Yes. <laughs> She's instantly, yes, yes. I just bought a Buffalo Bill tank top today. It's pretty badass. It's badass from uh, horror merch. Yes. Mm-hmm. Psycho, 1960, Hellraiser, 1987, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 1974. Boom. 15 shots, bitches. No, those aren't aren't nods. Those are just me listing all the ones in the movies. Fantastic. Just so you can look for them. Because some of them get mentioned a lot, and some of them are obvious, and some of them are subtle. Mm-hmm. And I like when you find Those are the little when you have the subtle ones. It's like jot that down. That's another I, one. I also like that they do this. That Kevin and Wes do that because they really are just lovers of this genre, and I I think that pays so much respect when people do that in their yeah, films. I that's agree. Just, I think that's just so nice. It's just it's kind of thinking the past and taking the past and bringing like a new you know a new face to horror or just new ways of the horror genre. I think it's brilliant. It is brilliant. Mm. Um, so my next fun fact, or do you have one? You um, go, go for it. Okay. I think I'm, I think I have some playing off your fun facts. Cool. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're, just, we're just like we're just. This is our movie, so we're just this, over yeah, here like this one. We're just we're gonna be bouncing because it's just fun. We're bouncing, having fun. shots, and hopefully not throwing up. <laughs> wee, wee. Um. <laughs> so um. Let's go into the beautiful Billy Loomis. Ski Ultridge. Oh, what a sexy man. I mean, seriously, Ugh. like I said before in our first episode, you are half terrified of this man and half so fucking turned on that it's like, I don't care if you kill me. Just yeah. just, just lay on top of me first. <laughs> <laughs> He's just so good looking. Like I mean, it, it's, It hurts how beautiful he is he's so oh this the hair and i mean i'm that's a big part of why he got casted to this role and that's kind of my my what i was going to share is um you know i used you said this too we both know this that west casted because he had the similarities as johnny depp yeah from nightmare on elm street he's just a little more rough around the edges yes so that whole scene when he climbs through sydney's window um he he looks just like Glenn from Nightmare on Elm Street, and mm-hmm. it's just a handsome, good-looking man. And it's just <sighs> kind of cool that Wes Reed love that he shadowed that and put it in this movie with Sidney Prescott, and it just made it's just you fall where he just comes right through the window and you just fall in love with him. It's and just like, like oh, oh my god! And I mean, do you miss the days that your boyfriend would just crawl into your window? Oh yes, please. I don't. I don't have. I don't have that. I want that. Babe, well, if they, to the window. If they do that now, Erica, they're going to find you in the corner of the room with something sharp. <laughs> True. <laughs> like you, you just told us earlier in the episode. So I have maybe a- call. No, don't call first because you don't answer the phone either. Shoot <laughs> you a text first saying, hey, babe, I'm climbing, babe, I'm climbing in the window. Um, everything looks fine here. It's just some crazy ass bitch in the corner with a knife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a little fun personal fact yeah. uh, about this one. So Billy Loomis um, wears this uh, gray shirt in uh, the movie. Yeah. And uh, Richard has the exact same gray shirt. Ooh. And so whenever he wears and I'm always like, whisper that. I'm always like, oh my god, it's Billy Loomis. <laughs> oh my god, it's Billy Loomis. Oh my god, my boyfriend is. Oh my husband. My husband's Billy Loomis. Yes. Oh. Panties evaporated. I'm right. Scared. Yeah. What you say? Yeah. Panties evaporated. Huh. I remember because he. <laughs> you just got so excited, y'all. <laughs> so, um, he actually wore that shirt on our first date. Oh, is that yeah. what wheeled you in? That wheeled me in. I was like, oh shit. 
Oh my god, I'm gonna die. I love it. <laughs> Kill me. I know we is our first date, but it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, something else too that I love about this scene is when Billy comes in through the window. I love how he mentions watching The Exorcist. <laughs> no, I was home watching television. The uh, The Exorcist was on. Got me thinking of you. It did. Yeah, it was edited for TV. You know, all the good stuff was cut out, and it, it got me thinking of us. Well, two years ago, we started off hot and heavy. Nice, solid R rating on our way to an NC-17. And how things have changed, and... He was like, oh, got me thinking about you and I. It's like, oh, thanks. She's like, really? Yeah. And I'm just like, I, I posted this actually on my Instagram story. I was like, yeah, that's that's an actu- act- accurate representation of yeah. me. That would That's me. <laughs> oh, really? That made you think of me? Thanks. Then he goes in to say, like, it was... Hot the and PG heavy version, and like all the hot and heavy stuff's cut out. And they used to be hot and heavy. Because, like, yeah, all oh, their. Oh, I'll be hot and heavy for you. <sighs> Are you down for strap-on ski? Because Erica is. I've already named it Billy Loomis. <laughs> <laughs> Which also Loomis comes from Doctor Loomis from Halloween. Halloween. Guys. Another nod. Take a shot, Another bitches. Yeah. Take a shot. But Billy Loomis. God well, and damn. also, and this is where The Exorcist was. Um also like a nod to the exorcist because he mentions you know watching the exorcist and think make it reminding sydney of um it reminding billy of sydney and it's i think it's really cute that they did that too because um linda blair was obviously reagan in the exorcist Mm -hmm. and um she was also cast as um cast in the movie summer of I cannot talk. All these shots. It's Billy Loomis. It's Billy and it's Billy Loomis. But it's also in the movie Summer of Fear that was also by Wes Craven, which is one of my newer favorites. It Mm -hmm. almost made my. I was telling Erica, it almost made my top ten. But I just discovered it early this year, like literally like January February of 2018, so about a year ago. And I love it so much, (laughs) but I couldn't put my top yet. But anyway, such a good movie. If you haven't watched that, watch it. Summer of Fear, brilliant. Linda Blair. He also put her in this movie as one of the reporters. She has a little cameo. They cam- have to know. They have a right to know. Yep, that's her little cameo. And mm-hmm. I think that's really cute that Wes called her up and like, hey, do you just want to pop in? It's just, it's fun when that happens. I love when the horror com- communities love like that. And you just see these yeah. faces you know and love come up in other, these new movies that you end up loving. It's, it's just great. Yeah. It's like having I mean, family over for holidays. It really is. And the thing is, like, uh, oh, the horror genre, the horror family. God, it, it, we're just such a cool group of people. Yeah. I it, fucking love, we love this community of horror peeps. We love you all. Oh, my God. It's the amazing. Like, amazing. when a new movie comes out and they're like, oh, they have this original person in it. And then this one's coming back for it. It's just so, like, it's so exciting. Yeah. It's it like I said, pumped. it's just like having family members coming in from out of town mm-hmm. for, like, a reunion or, like long lost friends everyone coming together and visit gets you all excited like yeah everyone's all here the crew's here the potty's here the gang's all back the gang's gang's all all back back. the gang's all back i don't know where i'm going with this but (laughs) and speaking of all that like kind of love and ever excited everyone's here one thing i also really really loved a lot too is how um gail weathers played by courtney cox and juby riley played by david arquette were lovers on scene and then Mm -hmm. off and they, they were married love. for years. I mean, unfortunately, got divorced by time for Scream 4. But they lasted. They had a good run in Hollywood. They had a good run. And, and I love cute. that. I love when 
your Movies favorite been- like your on star couples are together in real life it's like fuck yeah yeah it it's lives. so cute it's so cute my favorite is from true blood sucky Sackhouse and bill compton bill compton they are real so- life together and oh, i fucking so love it i'm like yes, they have vampire sex all the time suck it fuck it oh suck it <laughs> i think every episode i mentioned true blood somewhere it's, it's not okay. even a horror movie and it might have to make an episode or something we can talk about horror shows horror shows suck it. horror shows and chill oh suck it. <laughs> so also um david arquette's sister um patricia also started nightmare on elm street dream warriors and that just kind of ties into how he was in this movie and wes also did um you know that nightmare on elm street uh-huh. um number three dream warriors so yeah that was the one she was in yeah dream warriors so it's yeah. just cool how that's also kind of keeping it within the Kirsten. family um and also well it's, oh billy loomis um ski ultra's girlfriend yeah, she was the bitch-ass cheerleader in the bathroom. Maybe she's a slut, just like, like her, her mother. mother. Ew. Yeah, Ski. So you would do better, was, Ski. Yeah, you would do better. That's why you're not together That's anymore. like a she's fun mean. fact that wasn't fun. When I, like, read that, I was like, no, I was his girlfriend at the time. Yeah. So he was playing me. We were all his girlfriends in our mind. Oh. God, could you Ah, oh, God, I can't. He's so hot. <laughs> you guys, the whole time we're watching this movie together, like, I already had a moment this morning with watching him, and then we watched it together, and there's, like, another moment. Oh, fuck. He's just so good looking. I can't. I'm his I girlfriend. I should have been in that bathroom scene. Oh, my God. And then he uh, he looks still so good. He's in that show Riverdale, and he's ahead of the serpents. I have to I, watch oh, it. Oh, it's such... It's based off the Archie comics. It's yeah, actually yeah. really... It's a good show. I like it. Um, Cole Sprouse is in it, too. He plays Jughead. Like, I just like this... I like the show a lot, but it's really good to see Ski in a leather jacket. I mean... <sighs> fuck, man. Damn. Who? What were we talking about? Um, how his girlfriend, <laughs> which should have been really me, played in the bathroom yeah, she scene. Was a bitch. Um, she that was same a bitch. bathroom was also used. This that one where um Cindy got attacked in Scream. Yes. Also got used in Scream Three, as um on set of Stab Three, where she also got attacked in attacked in, <laughs> in that, that scene too. Mm-hmm. So they reused that bathroom. So which is um, cool. Yeah. I we were just talking earlier that we really need stab posters and stab shirts. Oh, I want stab merch so bad. So bad. It needs to. It's gonna happen. Send us the links if where you guys think, find some cool stab stuff, and yes, we're, we're, we'll, we'll buy. We need some stab. Let merch. us know now. <laughs> <laughs> so, Erica, you guys, do you have any uh, other fun facts for us? Um, yeah, we haven't necessarily went into her role yet but Who? um rose mcgowan oh yeah tatum it's funny because I, I was actually just thinking like we need to get into tatum because i into love tatum. me some rose mcgowan yeah well, um so she actually is on record saying that this movie was her favorite oh she, that's awesome this was her favorite um acting experience that she had but a fun fact should i say it because it's not like her her death scene yet um I guess we could say it. Let me. Right, well, well, like, I have one about her house where the location is, so we can trickle those together. We can trickle them together. Yeah. So Tatum Riley, played by um, Rose McGowan. Tatum Riley is Cindy Prescott's best friend, and Dewey Riley's younger sister. Mm-hmm. Um, her house in the movie, the set is across. Not in the movie, the set of it <laughs> is across the street um, from the house that was used from Al- Alfred Hitchcock's Shadow of a Doubt, which is cool, and Santa Rosa, California. 
<laughs> also, the house used in the opening scene with Casey Becker and her de- her death is next door to the house used in the movie um, Cujo, Cujo mm-hmm. from 1983, Stephen King. Hey, D. Wallace. Love hey. you. Hey. <laughs> is that such a good movie? Oh, I, so good. That one I was kind of late on watching, and it's so good. Um, it's a very good movie. I mean, St. Bernard's is supposed to be nice. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I actually lived in Florida for um, two years. And I lived in um, a little time. I lived in Cujo Key because they're all different keys. Oh. There's Key West. There are all the different islands that are called keys and there's different okay. names. So I was, lived in Cujo. And I always had that reference. People are like, ooh, like they would always make jokes. We're on the Stephen King one. Like, or I've heard that before. And I'm right. like, oh, yeah, good. Like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, that. Real original. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, well, maybe um, before we get into her death scene, we can talk about two things that kind of lead up to that. One yeah, let's do that. is her um, is the fucking badass soundtrack, right? Oh, my God. The soundtrack's they, amazing. They play Alice Cooper School's Out. Yes. Oh, I love Alice School's Cooper. I love Alice out. Cooper. That's a fun fact about me. That's actually on my bucket list of some bands and him. I want to see him so bad. He's great. We actually, me and, Erica, me and Erica, when we first became friends a couple years ago, almost saw him together. He was playing with Johnny Depp in their band, Hollywood yes. Vampires. Yes. Ah! Oh, my God. Gremlin's coming out of you now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yum, yum. Mm, Johnny Depp. Yum. <laughs> yum, yum. Billy. Skate. <laughs> skate, skate, skate. Anyway, um, they're playing at, um, down in L.A. Oh, I remember. And we went to go buy tickets. Literally, tickets went on sale 10 a.m. It was like 10.20. This mm-hmm. bitch goes to the bathroom on her phone to go buy them. <laughs> at work. Comes out sad. I'm like, what? Did you get them? Nope. Sold out already. Sold out. Oh, Within a matter of minutes. minutes. Oh. I was, we were at work. I was on the floor and I was like, okay, I'm going to go get them and go to the bathroom real quick. Yeah. Told the manager, I got to go to the bathroom real quick. Pop Boom. on the pop on the on the pooper and just like nope no, sold, sold out. out. We we our dream almost came true of seeing Johnny uh, Depp and then it'll add a bonus of let's Alice just Cooper. manifest this right now. Johnny Depp is in our future. Alice Cooper is in mine too, but John, I'll take both. That's that's manifest the shit out of it right here, guys. You are hearing this. I want it all. 2019's our year <laughs> for Skeet or Johnny Depp. I want it now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, that'd be fucking awesome if that happened. Oh God, I would a, a, a ski ultrage. Oh my God, Erica. Because I think I'm like I think my I think my panties would just fall off com- permanently. I don't know if you'd even go there wearing panties, bitch. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> <laughs> who are you trying to play right I mean, now? Uh, who has panties? <laughs> Um, anyway, when we're talking about this um, soundtrack, another one that is a memorable song is um, Red Right Hand by yes. Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. I feel like a lot of people hear this song and they think, scream. I know I do. I, yeah, I do. But, too, but I also think of Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> I was telling her. I love Dumb and Dumber, Harry and Lloyd. So granted, this song is like kind of the unofficial official song for Scream. Right. In my heart, it's also the same for so we got a little uh, goodie for you Oh. 
black coat with a red right hand I just want to pause this really quick and let you guys know what's happening. And then I'm going to continue because I just had a moment. We're over here giggling. So and we forgot this, that you can't see what you we're seeing. You can't see what we're seeing. So this is a scene in Dumb and Dumber where um, Lloyd, yeah, Lloyd Christmas, played by Jim Carrey, gets robbed by a little old lady. So old he lady. locked his or he got his uh, wallet stuck in the Rhode Island slut <laughs> newspaper stand. So this mu- music's playing while he's being a doofus with his Coors Light, trying to get a copy of the Rhode Island Slut. So that this is what you're hearing. So um, yeah, continue on and enjoy. Excuse me, little old lady. Give <laughs> <laughs> uh, change of a dollar. Change? No, I'm sorry, I don't. Oh, well, uh, could you do me a favor and watch my stuff here while I go break a dollar? Of course. Thanks. Hey, I guess they're right. Senior citizens, although slow and dangerous behind the wheel, can still serve a purpose. I'll be right back. Don't you go dying on me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't Uh, you go dying on me. Don't you go dying on me. Um, I say that quote a lot, actually. Yeah, it's... (laughs) Okay. This, I just we had to talk about this. I'm had like, to. it's not Scream, and not we're all. not like we're gonna do a Dumb and Dumber episode. And it's Nick Cave plays in that sequence, and it's fucking funny. Yeah, it's funny because we um we're gonna play it. We're like, okay, let's play the scene, and then we were sitting here giggling. And we're like, they can't see what we're seeing. Yeah, like, oh wait, oh, shit, shit. <laughs> so that's why I had to pause and interrupt. But I hope you guys stuck around to catch the yeah, rest sorry, of that because uh... the first couple seconds, all you do is hear the music and not know what's going on. They're probably like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> they lost the plot. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, that just kind of ties into how badass the soundtrack is, and the score for this movie is awesome. And so good. Th- I mean, even for the fourth movie, has a great soundtrack as uh, well we love it so um kudos to that yes um <laughs> so i mean besides appearances and you know hearing cool songs there's you know and we talked about the cameo with um linda blair there's also a really cool cameo a really cool cameo wes craven himself i mentioned this a little bit in the first one um let's say it again so wes craven is in this uh movie as fred the janitor he is wearing the classic red and green sweater with the dirty brown hat um but the really cool fact about this is that that sweater is actually the original sweater that robert england himself is wearing in the first nightmare on elm street film Yes. I mean, that shit is really badass. It is so badass. Mm-hmm. I feel like... That's a keeper. And it's it's freaking... What is it? It's worth. Its value just went up so much more. So just much more. I mean, it's touched two icons. I know. Robert and Wes. Wes. I mean, the... God. I love how his, t- his name is Fred, too. The yeah, janitor. Fred. Yeah, Fred the like janitor. The um, principal who um, also played, what is it, Fonzie from Fonz. Happy Days? The hey. um, He's like, he's not you, Fred. Go back Yeah, to not work. you, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's funny is that when I first saw the movie and he said, not you, Fred, I thought it was just a funny like thing that he said because he's seen Nightmare on Elm Street, not knowing that Fred was his actual name in the movie. And then you had to go back and actually look at the credit like it is Fred the janitor. 
Oh, yeah. that was yeah. his actual name in the movie. I mean, I, was I just thinking like, oh, not you, Freddie. Like, yeah, not just you, trying Kruger. to say that to be a smart ass. But really, that's the name of the janitor. Exactly. Cool. You know what? I when I saw that scene, I thought two ways. I'm like, I wonder if that's his real name or if um, Fonz is just being a jackass right now. Right. And Probably both. But hey, hey, it works. The nod works. <laughs> Boom. Boom. <laughs> um. So my we as much as me and Erica love Billy. I don't know if I'm just speaking for myself, if you're going to agree with me. Um, Billy is definitely our favorite because he's sexy as fuck. I but know. honestly, my ultimate favorite character is um, Randy Meeks. I, mean, I I really love Randy. I think his character is smart. I think that every movie has a Randy. And if a horror film doesn't have a Randy character, they need a Randy character. Uh, yeah. And I feel like this movie did a good, like they really needed him. If they didn't have him in this movie, it would not be what it is. And I mean, I know you could say that about all the characters for sure, but there's oh, some sure. that are a little bit more disposable, I guess. You know, yeah. if Rose wasn't really there, I guess it would have been all, all right, you know, but Randy really holds it together because he is that voice for the audience. And, exactly. And uh, he's the only one that calls everything out and knows what he's fucking talking about in a horror movie. Exactly. I mean, he has a whole set of rules that you have to follow and... He knows. He just knows what it is. And we want to share his knowledge with you guys. So sit back and uh, pay attention and take your notes because this is a one time deal that we're sharing this information. Unless you go watch Scream right after you listen to this episode. Here it comes. Jesus Christ, you don't know the rules? Have an aneurysm, why don't you? There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. For instance, number one, you can never have sex. Big no-no! Big no-no! Sex equals death, okay? Number two, you can never drink or do drugs. No, the sin factor. It's a sin. It's an extension of number one. And number three, never, ever, ever under any circumstances say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. I'm getting another beer. You want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. Oh. Oh. I just love this scene so much. So good. It's so good. And he's so right. And, you know... What Erica and I were just saying, he's mm-hmm. just so smart and he he's has so that knowledge. And, you know, at first you don't think it helps him because in the movie you think he does get whacked off, but he does survive. He does survive. So he knows he's doing a thing or two right. And he even says, like, I'm happy to be a virgin. Yeah. I will call out a couple things on that scene, though. Call him out, girl. Call um, him out. In the beginning when he goes, oh, it's the blood's too red. There's no blood in that scene. No blood in One. that scene. Halloween actually barely shows any blood. I think the only blood they show, I think, is when Jamie gets a little slice on her arm. And I think it's even that. I don't think they show that much blood. Yeah, I don't so, think so either. But 
in that scene, there's no blood scene. And then that one girl, she could have bought a decent pair. Um, Jamie Lee's curtains, those are all natural. <laughs> Wait, are you talking about PJ? Um, no, she's, because they're talking about Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh. And then she was like, oh, she could have bought herself a decent pair. Decent pair. I can't talk. <laughs> all the shots from all the nods. But those are real. And then Stu, not Stu, sorry, Randy goes on and says, one, you can't have sex. Two, no drinking and no drugs. drugs. Jamie Lee Curtis clearly was token in, in um, the car on the way to her babysitting gig. Yeah. So she, I'm just saying marijuana is cool. I guess it's cool. I mean, she made <laughs> it. She's cool. she's a final girl. She's a final so... girl. I'm just saying it says no drugs and no uh, drinking, and that's a drug. Yep. But, good call out, girl. Good guy. Because I didn't call. I didn't even notice that till you said something tonight. Right. I noticed it today. It was just like, wait a minute, but she she was smoking a doobie. Mm-hmm. Only one little hit. Maybe that's why. Only one little hit. <laughs> and it was a big old pie head. Bye. Bye. <laughs> so I'm, I'm taking off. I'm, I'm, yep. Uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> I'm going to go into that babysitting gig feeling real good. I'm ready for a snack. I'm ready for treats. Ready for some treats. I'm going to make those kids go trick-or-treating. I'm going to eat the candy. Yep. All Munchies. their candy. <laughs> um, yeah, this whole party scene's really fun. Um, it's it's fun because it's you really know shit's about to go down, but they still go ahead and... Um, they still continue to have a party. I mean, exactly. I know. I feel like that was me. I'm like home locked up with parents. Like, yes, I'm doing everything the safest way possible. And they still willingly just go to this party. And they- and then just, I mean, if we're going to die, I might as well go out with a bang. Right. Yep. Um, I will say that there, this whole entire party scene, so this whole, this whole party, death scene, death fights, all that stuff lasts for about like 42 minutes. Um, this was, I'm trying to find my note here. I'm so sorry. Oh, don't be sorry, um, girl. So, it's all good. Wait, but we could say that this whole scene, like with the whole Halloween playing in the background is another nod. So you guys got to take another shot. Yeah, take another shot. Take another Bye. shot. Um, so I have right here. The party scene near the end of the film runs 42, oh yeah, 42 minutes long. It was shot over the course of 21 days from the time sunset to the time it rose. After it wrapped, the crew had t-shirts made that read, I survived scene 118, which was the name of the scene during shooting. The cast and crew ended up joking, calling this the longest night in history <laughs> they were that. so over it they were done like fuck I'm, I'm over it i mean i couldn't imagine working on that i'm sure it's a blast but i mean we me and her have worked on set before and there's some days you're done you just want to yeah. go home i mean i've done night shoots and oh my god it really does it takes a toll on your life for a while um your sleep cycle is completely fucked because you're not sleeping anyways but you go home from an overnight shoot. You have to basically get prepared for the next shoot, the next overnight. So you only get like a couple hours of sleep, if that, because you're trying to prepare for all over again. Yep. You have the long drive home, depending on where you live. You have to get ready. You have to drive back to set. You have to set up. Like, oh. And if they're changing location, too, oh you know, one God. day might be closer and the next one's further. So now you got to wake up earlier than expected because yeah. it's an extra hour or yeah. wherever, you know. So The good thing about that set is at least it was on a set. So at least they had the same place but it doesn't it doesn't help oh no <laughs> who knows how help. far the hotel was and everything from 
the lo- shooting location. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many factors. So good old night shots. <laughs> oh man, they're cold the and they're long. Thank, thank you, Crafty, for keeping us alive. Yes, oh, all the uh, snacks, man. It's so hard to resist. And coffee and caffeine. Thank you. <laughs> Fuck. They do help make the day go by. You start getting tired. You just open up some soda and it helps. Have a can of soda and some M and M's, and you get some energy and keep going. Push yep. through. Agreed. Um, while we're, um, at this, the scene, um, we're obviously watching Halloween. He mentions the rules and, um, Stu mentions, um, Jamie Lee, um, and Randy titles her as the scream queen. Well, actually Rose McGowan Tatum, um, which we have to get into her death, don't we? Yes, we do. Tana mm-hmm. mentions, um, Jamie Lee and Randy titles her the scream queen, which is funny how she ended up going on to be in the show scream Queens in 2015. And truly she ultimately always will be. And she is the ultimate scream. Queen. I, I'm going to bring this up again when we talk about scream four, because I feel that way about another, you know, the other Emma Roberts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, what, but tell us about what happened to, um, um, Tatum Riley. So my, What's her untimely death? My um my dear friend Tatum, uh Rose McGowan, she goes into the garage to get some more beers for Stu and all the party guests. Um she goes she grabs the beers, she goes back to the door, the light turns off. She goes, Oh god damn it. Tries to turn the light back on, the garage opens. She's like, What the hell? Garage closes. What the hell? <laughs> so then she sees Ghost Face. Is that you, Randy? And what movie is this from? I spit on your garage. Lose the outfit. If Sydney sees it, she'll flip. Oh, you want to play psycho killer? Can I be the helpless victim? Okay, let's see. No, please don't kill me, Mr. Ghostface. I want to be in the sequel. Cut, Casper. That's wrap. Now he's kind of fucking with her. He's kind of chasing on her. She's throwing beer bottles. She puts up a fight. She does put up a fight. She puts up and a fight. And it's funny because she's being a wise ass the whole time, oh, too. My like, oh, is this, Ooh. do I play little victim now? Yeah. Don't kill me, Mr. Ghostface. I want to be in the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> Love <laughs> the it. The whole time she thinks it's Randy that he's fucking with her until he pulls out a knife and cuts her arm. And she's like, oh, God damn it. Like, this is actually happening. So she then discovers there is a doggy door. So she goes to the doggy door. And this night, Rose McGowan found out that she can fit through a dog door nice so uh, either this dog door is actually quite big or rose mcgowan is really it's, fucking small it's really small so she is so small that when the garage door kept going up and down she was up and down she was <laughs> falling out of um the doggy door so they actually had to nail her shirt to the side of the garage so she wouldn't fall out damn and this caused That's her scary some, like yeah this caused her some light injuries she was bruised hardcore oh, I after can, this because her side is kind of leaning on leaning. she's she's going have think imagine someone's body through a doggy door in a garage door okay yeah. So when that door is going up, you're kind of leaning out on the side. Your side, it's just pushing into your side and mm-hmm. you're just dangling there. Yeah, it's not like it's you can hard. just scoot out for a quick break. You're nailed in. You're done. You're done. Bye. So, damn, that just, that's a f- interesting fact. It's and a cool fact, yeah. I, like I don't, it. I wouldn't have fit. And then she so. died. <laughs> and then she that's died. That's a cool death. And um, I loved Tatum. I think Rose McGowan is a really badass Tatum. I love her is. wise ass uh, little one-liners in this movie i think she's great she uh, she is great and mm-hmm. one thing that isn't great is how they don't really have it that dewey mourns for her death 
Yeah, that's such out of missing. all the films, they never show Dewey ever mourn his sister. No. They show mourning of, like, Randy passing later on in the times. Other people they talk about, he apparently doesn't really care about his sister. No, and I, th- I mean, that's she a- was mean to him. Yeah, she was. But Maybe it was just like, oh, my sister's a bitch. But yeah, I feel like, like Dewey's character would have, even if she was so mean to him, he seems just like such a compassionate human being and i feel like that's the only thing really missing from this movie and even um david arquette called that out he's like you know i just it's weird that they didn't have me mourn for tatum yeah but i guess i I guess it wasn't necessarily a big it's not a it's not a make or break to the movie it's not something that's so weird it's just a little off like at least like he should at least had a scene where he ran past her running away from Ghostface or running toward Ghostface and looked at her and had, like, a look in his face, like, <gasps> and then, like, kept yeah, going something. or something. Then you just got the point that he he knows and he acknowledged, but it's just kind of... Like, I wonder if it would have been better, because you know how Sid- Sydney finds Tatum? Yeah. I wonder if it would have been better when, like, Dewey's running into the house and he was the one that found, found her. I think that would have been awesome. Like, that would have had more of an impact, maybe? Like, if he was, he stops to look at her and he has, like, a sad emotion on his face. And, and all he of a, has to keep going. And then all of a sudden you hear, like, Gail or um, Sydney scream and then he stops and runs towards yeah. them. I think if Gail screamed or something... Like, then he would have totally kept, stopped and ran to Gale. Yeah. So, I, that would have been awesome, you know? Yeah. Um, but, just I mean, it's not thoughts. a make or break. This doesn't make me like the movie any less. It's just what not been at all. an added in little thing that just would help with the storyline. Or not the storyline, but just help get, know the character a little bit more or kind of um, match the character. It's just missing. It's, I just think it's missing. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this point, we're kind of dwindling down on who the killer could be. Um, and we have this really awesome um, scene right here that we're going to play for you of, you know, just going on, ra- jumping on Brandy's freaking bandwagon, bandwagon again of how much we love him, how smart he fan is train here. Yep. We're on the fan train. <laughs> and I hope you all are, too, because he's fucking amazeballs. Let's do this. It's alive. Watch it, jerk. Oh! Dork. <laughs> Jesus, this place is back tonight, man. We had a run in the mass murder section. Coming to my fiesta? Yeah, I'm off early. Curfew, you know. What's that werewolf movie with E.T.'s mom in it? The Howling Horror, straight ahead. Okay, thanks. Oh, now that's in poor taste. What? If you were the only suspect in a senseless bloodbath, would you be standing in the horror section? Well, it was just a misunderstanding. He didn't do anything. You're such a little lapdog. He's got killer printed all over his forehead. Okay. Really? Why'd the cops let him go, smart guy? Because obviously they don't watch enough movies. This is standard horror movie stuff. Prom night revisited, man. Yeah? Why would he want to kill his own girlfriend? There's always some stupid bullshit reason to kill your girlfriend. That's the beauty of it all. Simplicity. Besides, if it gets too complicated, you lose your target audience. Well, what's his reason? Maybe Sydney wouldn't have sex with him. <laughs> what, she's saving herself for you? Maybe. Now that Billy tried to mutilate her, do you think Sid would go out with me? <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't at all. No. You know what I think it is? 
You know, I think it's her father. <laughs> Why can't they find her pops, man? Because he's probably dead. His body will come popping up in the last reel somewhere. Eyes gouged out, fingers cut off, teeth knocked out. See, the police are always off track with this shit. If they'd watch prom night, they'd save time. There's a formula to it. A very simple formula. Everybody's a suspect. <laughs> yes. Everyone's a suspect. Everyone is a suspect in a horror film. <laughs> in life. <laughs> um, yeah, we just... That was, I feel like almost all of his scenes when he's just dissecting horror movies is just like fucking... Living life. It's, it's amazing for us because it's just like, that's us. We're those horror horror fiends too. So we're just like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like we're literally like Beavis and Butthead getting worked up like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. It's pretty cool. Like that's what I feel like. It's just like, yeah, he's being our voice. And mm-hmm. there, thank you, Randy. Yeah, thank you, Randy. Randy. Forever. We need to find Randy shirts along with our stab shirts. Just saying. I would like to wear a Randy shirt. Me too. Randy saved my life. That'd be a good one. <laughs> That'd be a good one. <gasps> that's, that's a good. Shirt. Don't be stealing this idea, people, listeners. When is what? Randy I own the saved, rights to Randy saved my life. Randy shirts. saved my life because he has the rule. And then the back of the shirt says the rules. The rules. Holy okay. fuck. Erase that from your memory. You guys do not know that. That is ours. Holy <laughs> fucking shit. That is ours. Uh, We're making that shirt this year. That is our shirt. We have to get the rights for it. But wait, yes. That was a good <laughs> high five, bitch. We weren't even looking or making eye contact. I just threw my arm up and she did and we just hoped for the best. It was, yeah. It was just, it was connected. Yes. Love at first sight. Oh my God, Randy shirts. Okay, anyways. Um, so we have, um, now we dwindle down, and um, basically the killers are revealed at this point. Mm-hmm. So, um, spoiler alert, if you already, this movie spoiled, bitches, so whatever. It's spoiled. Um, it's our beautiful Billy Loomis. And the oh-so-crazy <laughs> stew. <laughs> so they both are the killers. Um, and this scene's really exciting because... Um, there's um there it's interesting because they really shocked the audience by having two killers yeah um but they also um they have two killers <laughs> and it's funny because i know this stuff but i'm like i just like my notes turned on the page right. to make sure they have two killers um but they almost didn't have a motive and then all of a sudden um they Billy does come out with a motive and um but I, I like at first that they leave you with a second of like yeah like they're just fucking crazy yeah the Norman Bates have a motive and it's just like it's cool how they kind of like oh shit these two guys are just crazy and doing it and no mm-hmm. motive and then a couple minutes later they hit you with the motive yeah. but the, and that's a real scene too I mean like that scene hit you pretty hard because I mean basically his motive is Sydney's mom was having an affair with Billy's dad and that was the reason why Billy's mom left him and abandoned him mm. and that was a real scene because you can actually like it gets very sad and like her face is completely shocked and his face is like you can see the sad boy that just misses his mom yeah. and then it pans over to Stu and Stu you can clearly see has no he didn't fucking know yeah he had he no idea like, oh shit but then it never gives Stu a motive I mean he jokes around and goes peer pressure I'm yeah. far too sensitive yeah. but like that you know that's not really his motive like that he's just saying that because he's gonna get caught but like 
he's just psycho. He's just, yeah. He's just a psycho friend that has his friends back. The way Matthew Lillard plays Stu, he does a really good job making you think he's just a crazy fuck who got, who just, you know, got pulled into this. And, um, I know, like, people have said things, too, like, there's, like, conspiracy, I don't know if it's called conspiracy theories, that, like, they were lovers and stuff, and, I mean, who, you can look at it as any way, any way as you want, but I just think Stu was just very impressionable, just, and just followed on Billy's tail, what is it called, tailwind, when you call on someone's, what are you talking about? On your coattails. On their coattail, yeah, and, um, I think this whole movie has a little bit of comedy throughout. Obviously, yeah. some horror jump screams and kills, but that was like that's the. Fun. I feel like that's really the part that's the dark, quiet. Yeah, like, that's some real oh, shit. Oh shit! That's some real that's shit. That's when you're like, oh. I mean, is that motive to kill people? No, no Billy. That's a little dramatic. Yeah, <laughs> but it was a very real thing because I'm sure people have gone through that. You yeah, know I mean? that's a real thing, and that's sad. And. And, I mean, there's nothing stronger than a mother's love or a father's love. And so when that is taken away, it's that's some real shit right Billy, there. I'll be there to comfort yeah. you. Don't worry I mean, about it, baby. I have my strap on in the closet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> back to, uh, before we go into the uh, back into the route of heading on freaking ski a bajillion times until yeah. the day it happens. But, Can't help it. Um, Ma- Matthew Lillard, as he played um, Stu... There's a lot of ad libs, and he also yes. spit a whole lot in the he whole final scene. Ton. And he even joked that he thought he was going to be walked off set for spitting so much. <laughs> but Wes Craven kept in the film, and he kept a lot of the stupid yeah. shit he says. Um, Erica, well, what was some of the shit that he yeah. said? <laughs> well, um, my my favorite ad lib moment of Matthew Lillard is when. Um, him and Billy are, they've gone through some shit now. Um, they have stabbed each other already. Matthew has been stabbed, or Stu has been stabbed a little bit, a little bit too deep now. A little now. too deep. <laughs> um, so the whole, like, I'm feeling a little woozy here, like all that kind of stuff. When the gun is gone off the table and he goes, oh, Houston, we've Houston. got a problem here. Mm-hmm. Um, that was ad-libbed. And then the main one is when they're talking to Sydney. She's gotten away. She's she got away. Now she's playing, um, she's using yeah. the voice box to play and she's saying like you know basically i called the i call the cops on your sorry motherfucking ass what she says billy is now he he takes the phone and he (laughs) loves to throw it down but he actually hits matthew lillard on the back on accident and he's like you fucking hit with the phone dick so so that was one of the um ad libs and then billy's off stabbing pillows he's all pissed in the background all dramatic over dramatic this part has been cracking up because (laughs) She just has them all pissed, stabbing pillows. I'm like, look for Sydney, you idiot. Yeah, not stabbing. She's not in the pillow, what you the dumbass. What do you Being all dramatic. <laughs> like, oh, you lost her. Go find her. So then um, Stu goes to the phone and goes, hello. And she was like, ah, Stu, 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 Stu. And he goes, did you really call the cops? Yeah. And she's like, you bet you're sorry. I did. And he's like, my mom and dad are going to be so mad at me. Did you really call the police? You bet you're sorry, ass I my mom and dad And so he did that as a joke, but Wes Craven loved it so much that he was like, nah, we're keeping we're that keep- shit in. It's so funny. It really <laughs> is funny. It kind of shows how crazy he is because he goes, he switches back to being like, oh, I'm oh, sorry. Shit. Oh, shit. 
which goes into like the peer pressure thing clearly Mm -hmm. and then i have um one more fun fact going into this that follows now billy is walking in the little hallway you have halloween playing in the background you're hearing jamie lee curtis screaming it's the closet scene and then he kind of steps back and out comes Sydney in the full-on ghost face mask outfit. And so, uh, at this time, um, Skeet Ulrich is wearing this, like, chest protector. Because um, he gets stabbed by the umbrella. So, I just learned to say, I did not know this, that he had open heart surgery Aww. back in the days. So, he actually has, like, metal, like, wiring around his chest. Oh, so any kind of, I know. And so any kind of, like, hit or, like, massive touch can actually cause him some pain. So when the stuntman flies out, the first hit of the umbrella hits the vest. But the second hit of the umbrella hits right above the vest, Ugh. actually striking Skeet's chest. So his second hit, his scream and his fall to the floor was real. Oh, and man. so when Krista rewatched it with me tonight, yeah. I was like, I have to show you this scene. You can really see it. You that see man his pain, pain and you hear it. And I feel so bad. But then you look at him and he's covered in blood. And why is he so hot? He's so hot and sexy. Even covered in blood. But oh yeah, you God. can you feel the pain. You, feel you the hear pain it too. You're like, oh, that looked like a bad jab. And like, you damn. can see the little cushioning in his shirt from the first jab. And you can yeah. see how they missed it in the second one. I mean, right above it. Like, right not even it. an inch, right above it. Like, God damn it, stuntman. That was yeah, your you one, had one job. job. <laughs> one job. That's what you're trained for. Ugh. Yeah, I, and, you know, just to kind of piggyback off that, I really like, and I wrote this in my notes, but I didn't mention it earlier, is in this movie, when they have Halloween from 1978 playing mm-hmm. in the background, um, a lot some of the, the sequences follow that move, like what's happening in the movie is happening in the movie of Scream. Yeah. Like they fall, some of the parts fall at the same time, and I thought that was really cool, because you can hear it in the background, or they cut to Jamie Lee Curtis and cut back to you know, ski going to the closet. And I think that's really cool. They follow that together. Mm-hmm. And it kind of goes off of Randy just being a fucking genius because he's calling out what's going to happen. And it all is fucking happening, you know? So it's just a, like you said, it's just a simple formula. If people a follow it, so many people, formula. so many people, <laughs> very simple formula. Everybody's a suspect. Ah! <laughs> um, if people just follow this, I didn't mean to hit you. I'm sorry. Oh, I just got fine. worked up. She got really excited. Yeah. I just like, oh. bam. Um, <laughs> they would be fine. So, um, what you, I mean, that's it. And, yeah, that's really you know, it. unfortunately they kill our sweet baby Billy. I mean, and Stu's done, and yeah, Stu's done. We basically cut to our survivors: are Dewey, Gail, Randy, and Sydney. Good old Sid. So good job, Sid. Careful. This is the moment when the supposedly dead killer comes back to life for one last scare. <laughs> Boom. Done. But done. Okay, so that is it for Scream 1. So now we will go into our um, ratings. Yeah, let's do the ratings. So on our rating scale, we um, had a little change with our nug scale. Yes. <laughs> so we did a 0 to 5 nug rating, which made sense because it went for like 5 star ratings. Uh-huh. 0 to 5 stars. But I told Erica, I'm like, Erica... 
people just want five nuggets, though. I mean, right? I, I know. No, I, we eat more than five nuggets. Like, I order at least a minimum of a 10-piece nug. <laughs> I mean, the meal isn't complete without 10 nuggets. Yeah. So, um, that's we'll do our, our nug rating and our rotten potatoes. Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Uh, I'm going to go first. So, rotten potatoes, I'm going to give this a 95. Because it is one of my, it's one of my favorites. Um, I can't even tell you why there's not that full 100. I just, I don't think that any movie is really, like, super, super perfect. It's so weird to say. Um, yeah, 95. 95 like, rotten That's a good score. This, this is a that. harder one to score, too. Yeah. But I will give it a full 10 nuggets and both dipping sauces. Yeah. Because, I, again, this is one of my all-time favorite franchises. It's... Just something that you can watch over and over and over again, and rewatching it again today a couple times and over the weekend. I just fucking love this movie. Yeah. I love it. It's That's just, a, it's perfect. It's it really is like a perfect movie. I I agree with her, and I honestly my rating I kind of want to be the same ninety five mm-hmm. because it's just good. I say my it's hard to want to label something like a perfect movie, and I my only little reasoning I think I have now is just that. Um, I think I said earlier that it wouldn't make or break whether I like this movie, but I feel like um, we need a Dewey to mourn Channing to, to, to Channing Channing Tatum. Sorry, Channing I mean, Tatum. I mean um, Tatum <laughs> Riley. <laughs> I feel like that was a little thing that was missing. So right, uh, right. I want to say ninety five, or do I want to say ninety eight, or is it a hundred? Fuck. I mean, all three of those. I know it's all kind of in that range. Um, God. Nuggets? Uh, what, what should my final should, should my final score be ninety five? That's up to you. That's your score. Does that make or break it for me? All right, all right. I'm gonna give it a hundred. I'm giving it a hundred because <laughs> I said before. I think I said before that it doesn't make or break it. And now, really think about it. Is it really worth five percent off because he didn't mourn Tatum? I mean, she could have been a bitch when they were growing up. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe his life was easier without Tatum. Scream gets. I'll I'll give Scream hundred percent and same ten nugs. There you go. All the dipping sauces. All the dipping sauces. All the dipping sauces. Such a I'll mix them all together. Yes. Maybe not uh, sweet and sour. That's a little weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'll mix the barbecue and ranch together, and then I'll have another nug dipped in sweet and sour. Yes, Boom. I love sweet and sour. So fucking Especially good. Especially Trader Joe's. Mm, yeah. I know that's sweet and spicy. So good. Fuck yeah. So um, that's our nug scale. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving forward, we're actually gonna um, make our own rules for horror movies, and we're gonna leave you with a cliffhanger. We mentioned before that we were going to slap on one and four together, but we ran a little bit longer. A little bit longer than we thought because Scream 1 is just too damn good. And we don't want to rush the magic that is Scream 4. Exactly. So uh, we're We're, leaving it at that We're just going to leave it at that tonight for you guys. Um, So with that being said, you're going to have to tune in for another part of Ghostface. What initially was supposed to be... um, you know, Two an original and, and a sequel is going to turn into a trilogy. So Ghostface is going to be a three-parter. Three-parter. Sorry, guys, but I'm not sorry because I'm excited to dive in two and three next week and then dive into four. Exactly. I'm excited. Me too. <laughs> um, and 
Yeah, who doesn't love a good trilogy? I love a good trilogy, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> this and you know, like she said, Scream One is just such an awesome original. We had to pay its respects. We have to yeah. pay the other ones their respects, and we don't want to just skim over four light, like just quickly to get it done. Yeah, it just wouldn't be right. So there's we, too much to say. Yep, too much to say, and you guys have to tune in next time to. Yeah. Following up with yeah. the Scream trilogy, the Ghostface um, trilogy. I'm just going to say we've got a lot of exciting plans for 2019. Yes, we do. We have a lot of exciting episodes coming your way. Um, we are just excited to get 2019 started off with Horror Movies and Chill. Yes. Um, Happy New Year to everyone. I know. Happy New Year to you guys. And thanks for hanging out and joining us at the end of 2018. Yes. And this thing, this podcast was just born only a couple months ago and yeah. we're doing really good. So we appreciate all the support. Yes. Thank you. And guys. thank you for continuing on into 2019. And there's like Erica said, a lot of cool things happening. Mm-hmm. Spooky, creepy, spooky stuff coming your way. Yeah. We already have some really cool news and cool things. Yes. We have to wait to share. We can't I wait. can't wait to share so with you guys. So those are cool in things. the works. So hopefully we can reveal in the next couple months. So I hope so. We shall see. So we the, shall see. Like I said, that added in horror movie rule, always leave them with a cliffhanger. Is that something Randy would say? I think so. Yeah, it works. If you're going to go into a sequel, you always leave them with, with a cliffhanger. cliffhanger. Keep them guessing. Everyone's a suspect. Everybody is a su- <laughs> suspect. So... Until next time, guys, stay Stay creepy, creepy, bitch. bitch.